Hello and welcome to MyCast and it's our first show of 2023 which is quite exciting. Um, we've been on hiatus for about a year while we did the uh, It's Only a Sequel podcast so MyCast has been on a break uh, much like Ross and Rachel from Friends um, uh, for about a year um, but we're back and this year I thought we'd do something pretty cool, pretty special. So every month we're going to do a MyCast special interview with one of the 12 directors of our new anthology film horoscopes and today i have with me a very special guest it's mr alex churchard how are you hey man yeah i'm great yeah good 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 that was a quite a long intro i wasn't uh, i didn't expect <laughs> i'd go on for that long but here, here we are so uh, how are you yeah man, not bad sort of just getting over horror on sea and and all that settling back into the the regular rhythm of sitting at my desk and doing bits of editing. Excellent, yeah, that's the way. <laughs> um, so yeah, as always, I've got I've got a few questions for you about you you know filmmaking and in general horoscopes and probably some other stuff. Who knows? Um, so we'll go over those. Um, and uh, yeah, so I guess we'll start with um. I mean, obviously, I've introduced you, but. Uh, who the hell are you? <laughs> um, well, I'm Alex Churchard. I, I guess I'm a, a director, although technically only had one film actually released, which I co-directed. So I often feel a bit like a imposter syndrome, really. But um, yeah, writer, director, editor, make the teas and coffee sometimes, that kind of guy on, on, on indie horror film. A man of many talents. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I uh, how what how did you get into into filmmaking? Um. Well, I I sort of I think from quite a young age I was quite interested in doing film or maybe maybe telling stories is more accurate because when I was like a lot younger I was part of you know don't really like acting now as part of a lot of drama clubs and I think I used to try and like always steer what the the thing we were doing was um and then I used to do like a really bad my, my cousin had a uh you know talk boy from Home Alone 2 yeah, yeah. Um, we used to do like radio shows on that <laughs> and things and then eventually I got um another toy called a Tyco video cam which was it was a, a video camera that directly went into your VCR and you got a black and white image and every time you moved it the wire would move and you'd cut out and but we used to make little films on that I used to do it with my brother um so that's kind of I guess that's like how I decided oh I like making films and and sort of like through the years I just got different video you know like I say that like a family member would get a new like high eight camera or something and I got their old one and I used to make films on that I think a lot of filmmakers probably did this um you know building my way up to when I sort of got a job and I bought a mini DV camera and went to college and used all their equipment and decided to pursue film at university as well, uh, not really knowing what my kind of gateway into employment would be, but just knowing that that was the only thing I really liked doing. That's that's kind of uh, a lot of waffle, but that's kind of like why, you know, sort of how I got into it, I guess. Yeah. So what led to, I guess, what led to you making uh, the uh, your first feature, which was uh, I Scream on the Beach? 
Yeah, so so um, I mean, part of like I mean, Ice Cream Bridge years ago now, and part of that film is uh, the sort of twist of it is that the uh, that the killer is actually just a zombie that is possessed by a sock, like and we call them killer socks. It's like this ridiculous idea, but that is actually the first thing I ever made as a film. Me and my brother made killer sock films, which was just a sock on our hands and. It was really because we, it was basically me and him and like our much younger brother. So we kind of needed like a character that the the cameraman could be. So so that I could hold the camera and kind of, so that's where that came from. And I think, you know, I, I, in 2012, sort of, or 20, 2011, I left university, 2012, started working um, at a company that used to just make, make uh, hairdressing videos. We used to edit them in house. So I wasn't doing anything creative. So I decided I'd like start to write a feature. And for some reason I was like, oh, I'll do a feature version of Killer Socks. And it was meant to be like um, kind of like this 90s thing. And it was it was set in a college rather than a school, but it was like really like, you could kind of guess what it was really. Um, and with that version of it, the kind of the twist comes out in the open. So like in the opening, so it's, it's like a killer stalking a girl and she gets the upper hand, manages to kill, uh, seemingly kill the killer, just to reveal that it was actually a sock. She gets hit. She gets it from the sock. Um, and then, we, you know, that that script was kind of like bubbling away, but didn't really do anything with it. Um, and Mike, Mike, Michael Holiday, and I, um, we'd been going to like Paul's events, and we started going to horror on sea, and we kind of saw, you know, that people were just going out there and making things you know whether they had the, the money to do so or not they just sort of used what the resources they had and you know their talent to to make something and, and people were enjoying it um so that kind of made us think oh well you know let's just make a feature um and what we did is we decided we'd take like that idea of killer socks but kind of make it something else and kind of like make something that sort of suited both of our sensibilities like a kind of comedy horror like a slasher um and and make it a bit of a mystery about who the killer is in this version and then just at the end just be like you know it goes completely off the deep end and let's uh let's have that reveal at the end and it'd be like a punchline kind of thing which is almost more of a like a short film thing like a setup and a punchline because it's just like an enormous setup for the punchline at the end but yeah that's that's kind of the route to ice cream on the beach oh excellent um i mean uh for people who haven't seen it uh you you should seek it out i think it's on um it is on plex i think at the minute um right um i don't know whether it's on the uk version it's on the us version if you have a vpn uh i'm fairly certain it's on the uk version as well um so if people haven't seen it it is worth uh worth checking out <laughs> um we we loved it um we but we were at the premiere uh you know because we're fancy uh, <laughs> uh yeah so fast forward in time we'll come back to because there obviously is some stuff in the middle of that um sure. so um fast forward in time you are uh you ended up being one of the directors for horoscopes obviously i know how that happened but uh do you want to uh do you want to tell us about how you kind of got involved in the project yeah i mean i think 
I think it was, I mean, fairly sim simply like, you know, yourself and Anna reached out and said, you know, would you, would you want to do one of these uh, segments? And we were like really honored to be asked really, uh, as I say, like sort of with a, with a couple of projects really that have come to fruition recently felt a bit of like a sort of imposter syndrome thing because comparatively to to a lot of other people we haven't we've sort of relatively new i mean ice cream on the beach was 2020 um but you know I was, yeah delighted to be asked and uh you know we've been i guess making quite a lot around then as well so you know it's nice to i don't know where i was going with that but uh you know yeah it was just like it was lovely to be asked and um well uh, yeah i think uh we'd we'd chatted briefly uh at horoncy in 2020 just after ice yeah Break. and you said oh you know i'd like to get involved in slash house three i think was what we yeah yeah at the time. and so uh yeah i think we'd literally had like a list of like 11 people who we like we want right. you know we um but we were like we were like, who's going to be the twelfth person? And I think it was after that. Me and Anna said, "What about the the team ice cream?" Uh, yeah, like, um, and so, but then uh, because uh, yeah, if you notice, like a lot of the posters say horoscopes come in twenty twenty one, like because some people still share the really old poster. Um, yeah, yeah. But that was because we were like, okay, so this year we'll put this this together, and then obviously a pandemic landed, and we were like, yeah. okay, like can can we even justify asking people to go and make something right now? Like, you know, so it, um, so then it became a little bit like that. And then it was like, cause we couldn't make a, a feature film ourselves. We were like, mm -hmm. okay, horoscopes is like the perfect idea because it means we can go away for like a day and make yeah. our segment. And, you know, and so I guess, but yeah, you were kind of like the last piece of the puzzle, I guess, um, in figuring out, cause you know, like I say, we'd, we'd spent years, like about 10 years, just um, like every so often you'd work with another filmmaker in a different capacity and go, all right, like I'll just put their their name on my little list of like, you know, for this project idea yeah, yeah, yeah. for years. Um, yeah. So it was, it was nice to kind of fill that last little space. And, uh, but yeah, like I said, uh, as well, I think you were making mosaic at the time. So it was like, mm -hmm. Like it just felt like they they absolutely the perfect fit, I think, as well. Because you guys are just basically running around making like short films every weekend. Yeah, I mean, as you say, like uh, the sort of nature of anthologies, they're kind of they were kind of perfect if if you wanted to do like a feature during um, lockdown because yeah, like a, a limited cast, a limited amount of time, and you could like break, you know, so that you're not kind of shooting constantly and kind of putting people at risk. You can kind of like you know separate it out by having weeks between production and yeah. things so, so yeah so you know by the nature of what an anthology is yeah that's why we were doing mosaic and and then you know as you say horoscopes kind of perfect for that because and also you've got completely separate crews making each bit but with with regards yeah to and i think that was part of because a lot of people said oh what's the wraparound going to be but i think early on we thought we're going to do something that's more like abcs of death rather than yeah. say tales from the dark side the movie you know like where there's a story and it leads into other stories yeah. 
you know, when we said, so we said, right, well, it makes more sense in the current climate for us to do something that that's detached, but comes together in theme rather than, yeah, you know, I think I think you almost you don't really need it, do you? Because because you know that each person's got a star sign, so it's almost slightly curated already. Because you, yeah, you know, absolutely, got, yeah. Um, that thing, where, like, you know. Um, I've seen the film, the anthology film Holidays. Ah, uh, is that? I don't think I've seen it, but is is that? Does, is Kevin Smith involved in that? Yes. Is it, it, yeah. So, do you, funny thing, funny story about that film. Um, before Mosaic, Mike and I's idea for an anthology was to do something based on different like seasons or holidays. And we were because we were like, oh yeah, we haven't seen that. So we were gonna do like, you know, we were gonna do Christmas and Halloween, but we we're gonna do like pancake day and different things like that. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then uh, and as we developed it, we were like, oh well, let's just make sure this hasn't happened. And then we found out about that film. We were like, oh, fuck. I mean it it's a much higher budget affair than I think, you know. Yeah we we would have been capable of but i think yeah like it's um it's it's very very similar and I, that's when i thought uh, yeah you know this can totally work like this is like an anthology a way to do an anthology it's not just like a you know because you, you worry a little bit the people who go oh, it's just abc's of death with horoscopes like you know mm -hmm. but i felt like uh yeah like holidays tales of halloween all feel like they've got like because they just have like like a like a bookmark in the middle of each one. Yeah, and yeah. Okay, like you know, I can literally for holidays. Like every page is like a it's like a book. Right. Okay. You know? So it's um, so it's yeah. So I felt like ah yeah, we can we can get away with this. You know, like um. So you got your segment for the original horoscopes uh was uh Leo. Yes. Um. So what is your segment about? So it's about, <laughs> well, I think that my original thought about it, because uh, you know, there was like a while ago when you were sort of doing Slasher House 3 stuff, you had a, a, a thing about design a character and I sort of did this thing, uh, chose the type, which I thought yeah. was hilarious. But, um, and I think my original thought was, oh, I could kind of thoughts uh chode the toad on them by putting it in this and i think i spoke to you about it and you quite rightly brought up well what does that have to do with lions and leo and stuff and i was like uh so i sort of <laughs> sorry i sort of took i sort of took the kind of idea that i was thinking around that which would have been to have you know chode the toad be or this film to be this older franchise and then a younger person takes it on and kind of completely beautifies it. So kind of maybe the difference between like looking at something like Near Dark and then looking at Twilight kind yeah. of thing. Um, so that so that that sort of idea remained. And I was like, oh, we'll just just make him a lion man kind of thing. That's obvious. And then I started thinking. Well, something you could also bake in there is kind of like the Nemon Lion and Hercules or Hercule, you know, however you want to say it. Um, so we sort of put that in there as well. So this idea that, that the main character thinks that he's got to kind of take down this guy um, 
and he's kind of is meant to be a bit like the first labor but it's, it's a bit like mixed because he's meant to be like hercules killing him but he also kind of wants to be the lion so it doesn't quite work but i liked the kind of i know like, I, I think yeah i think it does come together yeah yeah so i kind of liked having that in there as well but i just kind of wanted it to be i mean i think like my sensibilities tend to be like like comedy horror anyway and I, I like absurd so I just wanted it to be really strange and I probably wanted it to be stranger than it turned out but like particularly the second half is probably less strange than I intended it to be but like I like yeah, the still, idea I, I still think it's very strange <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> um it's like it's it's uh, you know it's very unique um yeah. in terms yeah. of uh of the segments that are around it you know it's like yeah it really stands out as something completely different to any of the others you know yeah um it's fabulous i mean as 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 i've as i've told you a great many times um it was it was it was really nice at horror on sea because um like Sai henty who you know as well has been in yours but like um he came up to me and said you know, ah, oh, you're, you know, I, I suppose he didn't watch the credits or whatever, but he just said, ah, oh, I bet yours was Leo. And I was like, yeah, it was. I just worked with him, so I think he knew the, the sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, so that was nice. It's nice to sort of. That is nice. Yeah, no, it was, uh, and, uh, you know, it was it was one of those, uh, the standout ones, I think, in the film. I, a lot of people brought it up afterwards as well, which is, you know, a good signifier that, uh you know, and, and, and it's like I think it's right in the middle of the well, round about the middle of the anthology as well. Yeah. So it's like um, it's a nice uh, palate cleanser, I think, if you're watching it with a crowd because some of them are quite serious, you know, and yeah. somber. And I think that one is in a really good place just to kind of bring the mood back up, um, yeah. you know, in the middle of the film. Um, and it's hilarious. And Tony's performance is. Yeah, it's so good. Like, yeah, I love it. too good. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I absolutely adore it. I think it's fantastic. I think you did a, an amazing job. Um, so, I, I mean, I guess talking about making that, um, you know, uh, this is where I show how how cheap I am. Uh, so, like, no one, no <laughs> one was given a, a budget to make any of their segments. Um, so, I guess really everyone was working on like no budget rules when making their segments so for you personally and your segment what were the challenges of of doing something like this with kind of like i guess very limited resources yeah very limited yeah i mean it, it was a, it was a big challenge really and I I, I, I I sometimes like you know you've got that kind of robert rodriguez thing of like uh looking at what resources you have available to you and then writing those in and using them. And I, I, I'm terrible at that, so I just don't. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, what what we were able to do a little bit was, um, so some of it's filmed in the studio, uh, some of it isn't. Um, but there were days that I was doing for another film, uh, Video Shop Tales of Terror, where I needed like the studio for half a day. Um, and because of actors, maybe we took it for the weekend and we did like half a day on video shop. And then I just did half a day of Leo stuff. And sometimes the actors kind of crossed over with that. So for example, when we did the intros for video shop, Tales of Terror with Danny, 
we were doing Leo stuff that same day and she was just there like looking at why you know we've got this guy dressed up as a lion man like not knowing what the hell this was kind of thing so we, we kind of like piggybacked that a little bit um I think the, the biggest challenge was that the original second half of the film I wrote it and it was meant to be like set in a mansion so the idea was that he that um, Tony's character kind of left his own house and then went to this guy's house. And, and we were, I was trying to sort of represent Tony's house as being quite sort of, or, or flat as being quite messy and sort of dilapidated and stuff. And then he goes to this big, like rich, massive house and it's sort of the difference between the two. Um, but I, I don't know anyone who lives in a mansion and it was like impossible. Um, so that was like the biggest challenge because I sort of rewrote the second half and I was like, um, there's a, like a location that's like a nightclub that was available to me. So I originally wrote it to be that, but we actually ended up in a different location, which was better because it's a really nice little, little bar um, that just let us use, use, use it for half a day. Um, so kind of, so that was like the biggest challenge because it just, in some ways it felt like a big rewrite because suddenly you're it was about like these two guys kind of having a confrontation in the house just the two of them to like oh it's a bar so we kind of need to have extras in there and it, it kind of changed it some some I think maybe for the better because it it meant that we got to have like the bouncer characters which you like I really like I think it, it's funny it's like it's quite weird you suddenly cut to these bouncers and they're kind of having this slightly oddly meaningful conversation that you expect and stuff so it was you know but that was probably the biggest challenge because just because it was like it seemed like a huge change to me even though it didn't really the story doesn't really change uh particularly um everything yeah. ends the i can't really imagine it being another way now you yeah know I mean? um, yeah and i think i think the nightclub really helps sell uh like the fame of the other character more yeah. you know yeah. like i think um yeah uh, you know i think it works really well it's got a very kind of like inside number nine vibe to the that uh, kind of last bit as well you know like, yeah yeah um, which i think really works for it yeah uh, you know i'm i'm i i sort of i think like um when i first put it together i was like oh i much prefer the first half because i think that was the half that was kind of always in my head whereas it felt like i'd kind of compromised on the second half but i think like i've slowly kind of come around to it and, and particularly after seeing it on horror on sea as well because um one of the other like kurt who plays the younger um actor in it um much younger than tony martin um just have to say there's a little, little rivalry between them um uh you know, I said to him, like, oh, yeah, I really love the first half. Um, I'm not sure about the second half. And, you know, he came up to me afterwards and, like, was like, oh, I thought, you know, it played really well. And I was like, oh, actually, it did. Uh, it did play really well. And I was, like, far happier with it upon watching it the second, you know, like, or watching it on the screen. Yeah, it, it, it works out amazingly. Like, uh, yeah, you'd never know. I mean, I know you've mentioned before, personally, that you used to. Yeah. But, like... I like I can't imagine it being any other way now. I think it's uh... yeah, yeah. Okay, so I guess my last question is, um, what's next for Alex Churchyard? Uh, well, 
I mean, we've got um, we've got Video Shop Tales of Terror, which obviously you're also involved in, and that's going to be going to festivals. But it's you know essentially finished. Um, and I've got Mosaic, which is in the edit, and it's like a huge beast of a film. And this year, hopefully, finish that. Um, we're not we, to be honest. There's little pickup shots to do. Is it's, it's essentially done. Um, a lot of sound stuff to do on it. Um, but that's that will also be next. Um, got I'm involved with video shot two. I've shot the wraparound for that, which is already shot, but no segments have been shot as of yet. So that's also there. Um, and of course, uh, Horoscopes uh, Volume 2, uh, which we've got Snake. Oh, yeah. I, I, can, I can't, like, I've got a list of who's got what, but yes. not, unlike the first one where it's like now burned into my, yeah. my brain, I can't remember who, who's got what for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I've, I've written that and going to shoot that later this year. and. Yeah, and sort of aside from that, there's like half a dozen features that we've sort of been thinking about making. And yeah. so I'm going to, uh, you know, I know, I, I do know what the next one will be, and but we won't be shooting that this year. We'll be shooting that next year. And that's, I won't say too, but it's a, it's a Christmas horror film. Um, uh, yeah, and I'm quite excited about that one. It's probably, it's the newest of the sort of six ideas, but actually it's the one that kind of like excites me the most and sort of, I guess it's like the one that kind of came up with on my own as well. And so it feels like it should be the yeah. next, but I need to finish everything else off first. But well, I love a good Christmas horror, as anyone will tell yeah. you. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank you very much for, for joining us. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, if you, uh, if you want to listen to these early, you can. Um, at patreon.com slash michael m-y-c-h-o um otherwise they're up on uh, anchor.fm slash michael m-y-c-h-o they go probably yeah, a couple of weeks after they go on the patreon but you get them earlier there um yeah if you, you can also check out the website and have a look at horoscopes and, and video shop tales of terror there's some pages for there at michael.co.uk at m-y-c-h-o.co.uk we also have t-shirts and posters and comics and uh, fried chicken uh, and all sorts there so yeah check that out um, is there anything you would like to anywhere, where, where can we see your work Alex uh, um, well you just uh, you know find us on like, Twitter and Instagram ice cream beach uh, at ice cream beach right cool excellent well thank you very much for joining us once again uh, and thank you guys for listening and until next time uh, peace out. A big thank you to our Patreon subscribers. You guys make these shows possible, and we couldn't do it without you. Frasier has left the building.